Welcome to the podcast of Canadian author Margaret Mackay. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to the show. My name is Margaret Mackay. For today's program, I have with me in the studio artist Leslie Beecham. Hi, Leslie. How are you doing this morning? Fine, thanks, Margaret. Just great. How about you? I'm just great. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your artistry. What kind of artwork do you do? What mediums do you work in? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's start off with the type of artwork that you do. Sure, sure. I am a landscape painter and I have worked in pastels. Right now I'm working mainly in acrylics. My subjects are forests and trees and water and rocks. I'm very lucky because I live in a forest and so most of my subject matter comes from what I see every day around me. I love working in acrylics but I also combine them with the pastels and with other mediums to get the effect that I want. I used to be a fairly realistic painter, but now I'm going in two different directions. So in in the one direction, in my bigger pieces, I'm becoming more expressionist, painting more from the emotional impact that the scenes give me and trying to express my emotional reaction to what I see and what I'm surrounded by. In my smaller paintings, I'm doing something called fracturing which is breaking up the scene and playing with color intensity and and color. And my pieces come out looking almost like a mosaic. But again, the essence of the scene, the emotional essence of the scene, I, I hope that I am portraying to the observer. In the expressionist paintings, I tend to be working with really, really heavy colors and, and they're very powerful pieces. With the fractured smaller pieces, I'm playing with colors and my colors are not in any way, shape or form realistic, but it still gives you the essence, the abstraction of the scene. What size are your paintings? What do you like to work on? My very favorite are big. Actually, the biggest are as big as my car will hold. So, um, some of my canvases are 30 inches by 40 inches, which I think is probably my favorite. I've gone a little bit bigger. I've gone three feet by four feet. So that gives me the freedom to be very expressionistic and sort of slap on the color and play with the values and intensities. But again, I'm getting away from the realism and going into the abstraction. When you're abstracting, what you're doing is you're pulling out what you consider to be the essence of the scene as you see it. So it becomes your own. Um, So in the big pieces, I use palette knives, I use credit cards, I use trowels rather than brushes so that what you end up with is nothing very precise, very detailed, and a big canvas will take that kind of work. And you can play with with color there, and you can play with the lights and the darks and the contrasts. And just expressionist paintings are paintings where the paint is applied very heavily, and it's, it's an emotional kind of effect. Then, for the fracturing, I'm working on very small canvases, by my experience. Anything from 10 inches by 10 inches to 
20 inches by 30 inches. The work on the small paintings, by the nature of the fracturing and the playing with the colors and the patterns, has to be very precise and very tight. And so I feel that they work out best on on small canvases. So I'm I'm working in two different directions at the same time. It's a little skitzy, but it works. (laughs) It sounds like fun. (laughs) Oh, it is. It is. (laughs) Yes, we like to play with the Exactly. And it also means that in my studio, which is an absolutely amazing space, I presently have three paintings set up. And I dance from painting to painting to painting. I don't just paint one painting at a time. It's it's three or maybe four paintings. And I, while I'm working on the three that I'm working on right now, the fourth is in my head and it's sort of coming together so that I can see myself one day sort of dashing across the studio. This next one's going to be a big one, and I don't know what it's going to be yet. And I will just start it, and it will be there. And um, So, yeah, so right now I'm working on two fractured paintings, one very realistic one, which I'm actually giving as a gift. And then the big one, which I know will be an expressionist kind of a thing. I don't know what it will be yet. But I was out in the forest this morning taking amazing pictures. So for those of you who don't know what the weather's like today, it's really sunny and lovely. And the, the shadows are falling on the snow just absolutely beautifully. So it's it's a white and blue and kind of a pinky day. And it's just lovely. So I have a feeling that's what the big one. That sounds like a very, very nice painting. (laughs) I can't wait to see that one. Now, you've got a pretty busy year coming up. I understand you're doing something at Mackay House. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. First of all, the Mackay House is a house on Main Street in Unionville, and it is part of the Varley Gallery. And it's an old house that has been donated to the Varley as gallery space. And they have shows, artist shows, all year. But what they are doing this year for the first time is they are renting out gallery space in the Mackay House for artists to come and work. And so I have arranged to be working down at the Mackay House on my paintings for two weeks, starting February the 29th, and I end on March the 13th. And my plan is to take a few of my paintings down, but basically this will be a two-week sabbatical away from temptations to do your dishes rather than painting or whatever you do because you always want to do more housework than you do painting. So I will be there, and as far as I'm concerned, it's open to the public. So it will give the public the opportunity to drop in and see how an artist actually pulls it together or not pulls it together. It's all an experiment, but I think that it will be really fun to to be working and meeting the public as they're walking up and down Main Street in Unionville and they can drop in and I will have the coffee pot on all the time and drop in and, and see me. And I also feel that probably I'll be getting a lot of work done down there because there are no distractions except the public, which will be lovely. (laughs) Yes, those are rather good distractions. Those are wonderful distractions. (laughs) When your fans come to see you. (laughs) Absolutely. And I'm also hoping that other artists will also drop in because there's nothing nicer than talking art with other people who want to talk art and, you know, bouncing ideas off each other. Painting, as you know, is a very lonely kind of a creative process because you do your best painting when you're absolutely alone. And unless you live in an artist's colony, you don't get much of a chance to bounce ideas off other artists 
And your family and friends are really nice, and they say, oh, that's really good. <laughs> and you need another they, critical eye. Yes, they don't have the, the critique that you need to make the painting just that much better and have more punch and things like that. Exactly. Because exactly. they don't know the techniques, first of all, usually. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they're not artists themselves. Mm-hmm. And they can't quite see where you need more shadow, where you need less shadow, where you need whatever. Exactly. And then the other thing, too, uh, it has been said, and I think I firmly believe this, that the more abstract you become, the less the general public understands it, and the more other artists understand what in heaven's name you're doing. And so really you can only discuss your work to a great degree with other artists because they kind of understand. Well, they do understand. The public likes it or doesn't like it. Other artists can tell you what in heaven's name you're doing. Yes, yes, I understand. (laughs) So that's a great start for 2016. Do you have any other plans for this year? Are there any courses that you're going to be taking or anything like that? Absolutely. You know... And I laugh about this. People think that artists are, you know, off the cuff, totally disorganized people who really don't know what they're doing from one day to the next. I have my whole year planned right now. And I don't think that's unusual. Most artists I know do because they have to book their shows so far in advance. So my schedule this year in terms of shows is I will be, I'm at the studio tour, the Scugog Lake studio tour, the first weekend in May, which actually ends up to be April the 30th and May the 1st, and I'm part of the Scugog studio tour. Then the end of May, I'm hoping this will happen again, High Hope Farms, which is up here in Durham, uh, had an artist festival called Blossom Festival, and last year was the first year, And rumor has it that they will be back again this year. And it's a fabulous festival. And it's a weekend. So I'll be there the end of May, probably the weekend after the long weekend in May. Now, in between that, I study an amazing teacher who's become a mentor and a friend. And I study with him, and I generally take three courses with him. His name is John Leonard. And, yeah, he is my my god these days. What does he teach? What kind of courses will you be taking to enhance your craft? What John does is he teaches theory. He teaches classical theory, the same knowledge base and the same theory that way back when, when artists were apprentices, they learned. The group of seven studied classical theory, the toolbox of all the artists' tools that they use in order to create what they want to create and he teaches simply the toolbox so it has a lot to do with intense color theory composition structure how you create power and all of the the tools that an artist uses to get the effect that they want to get it is very theoretical and I have studied with him off and on since 1986. Amazing, huh? He's blown away too. Anyway, first time I met him, I understood 5% of what he was talking about. I now understand 
about 95% of what he is talking about and I can see it and I can do it. But he keeps teaching it and he, he teaches us how to apply the toolbox. Now I'm really, really lucky because I'm in a, with a group of advanced students who are also artists who are showing all over the place. And I mean, some of them are international artists. I mean, they're quite, quite amazing. And twice a year through Halliburton School of the Arts, he has us together and as part of a course and we teach each other and we share ideas and, and we're reminded of everything in the toolbox and just all this knowledge that he's imparting to us. So in May, after the 24th of May weekend, I'll be a week up in Halliburton. So then I've got the Blossom Festival the end of May. Then um, July, the first weekend, the first week in July, I'm up at Halliburton again and I do figure drawing because it's really good training to do figure drawing. I'm never, ever, ever going to be a portrait artist. I'm probably not really going to be a figure drawer because I'm not really that good. But the practice of figure drawing enables you to see and to create landscapes that are more what you're aiming for. It's, it's an absolutely fascinating phenomenon. And again, John teaches the course and runs us through all sorts of exercises. One, one of the exercises is you have a, a person standing and posing, and in your right hand, you start at the top of the head, and you'll work down the right side of the body. But in the meantime, on the left hand, you'll be at the left foot, and you'll be working up at the same time. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Yeah. It's a, I, <laughs> oh, that would be very like patting your patting your head and rubbing your oh, tummy. It's a, oh my goodness. It's just a riot. But what it does is it makes us stretch ourselves and yes. also become uninhibited. And so you begin to see the figure in, in a very different way. I'm actually getting not bad. I don't, as I say, I don't think I'll ever be good, but I do take this course. Then in August, I will be at the Uxbridge Art in the Park, and that's, I think, the third weekend in August. And then, to finish up my year in terms of shows, I'm coming back to the Mackay in mid-November, and a friend and I are putting a show together. I'm obviously a landscape art acrylic painter. She is a weaver, and it's very, very rare that weavers and painters get together. Weaving is considered a craft, and it's very rare that artists and craftspeople show together for, for any number of reasons. Her name is Pat Neal, and her weaving is not only functional, but her weaving is also an art form, and she wants to push the art part of the form. And we've talked about showing together because our work is very complementary. So in November, we will be down at the, at the Mackay House again, and we'll be putting on a show combining the acrylic landscape and the weaving. And I'm really looking forward to this because this is something that just simply isn't done. So, Oh, and it sounds fantastic. I have seen Pat's work and it is very, very good. Yeah. yeah. I really like her work. So that sounds like an amazing combination. It should be really visually impactful. Oh, I think so. I think so. So I'm very excited about it. Now, on top of that, I will have a piece in the Whitby Station Gallery in March. And I will also have a piece at, at the McMichael, 
I think that will be sometime in February or March too. And the McMichael show is, it's it's the group of, of people who paint together under John Leonard and it's called Progressions 5. And it's a show that tours the country, but the McMichael shows it for about a month in February or March. So I'll be there so people can see that work. Other than that, I'm, I'm open to suggestions, but it's a fairly busy year. Oh, yes. I'll say. <laughs> You've got to have time to paint in the, That's in the hard between. part sometimes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Trying to get new pieces for a different show. It is. It, you know, and I know it's silly. I have pieces at home. I could put on two shows now. But it's almost like a new dress for a party. When, when I put on a, a show... I like to have new stuff in the show so that and I'm always growing and I'm always changing and and the work that I did five six years ago while it's good it's very different it's not who I am today and so it's it's there that's yes that's true of any artist my writing is the same the writing that I did 10 years ago is very different than the writing that I do today so we grow as artists and yes you'd you'd want new things to show the new you. Exactly. And I think it's important that as artists, we do grow and that we don't become stagnated in a style or a, or a genre that, you know, that inhibits us. And it's kind of nice to have the freedom to, to experiment and to play. Yes. 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 And not only do we have a different style when we grow, we have a different expression, if I can say it that way, a different feeling. Maybe we see the subject matter just a little bit differently. And so that comes out in our paintings now. Yeah. Our, our viewpoint, our point of view enhances as we learn and as we grow. And so, yes, paintings will be different. Yes. My novels and things mm-hmm. are growing. The one that I'm writing now is very different than Stone Cottage. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so, yes, it's wonderful to have an art that you can grow and learn and change and develop new genres and new artistic styles mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that you can push yourself on you know? yes that it's not I don't think that we will ever be there we will ever be perfect we will always be learning and striving and and I think that's what's so amazing about the creative process yes absolutely I agree with you yeah for your fans to get in touch with you Leslie how can they do that I know you're working on your website right now and it's not completed yet but I do understand you have a Facebook page. Yes, I do. And I keep it up to date with all the all the upcoming events. I also keep it up to date with my paintings so that people can check out some of the paintings, some of the images of the paintings. And my Facebook address is facebook.com slash Leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E dot Beecham, B-E-A-U-C-H, A-M-P. Great. And I would always pronounce that Beauchamp. <laughs> I, and you know I would answer to Beauchamp. <laughs> but it just, it just sounds so much more artistic. I know it does. I know it does. And truly, I don't correct people. <laughs> Unless I know them and love them and it's going to matter. That's right. <laughs> so that's facebook.com backslash Beecham. If you'd like to get in touch with Leslie and find out more about her artistry and where her next shows will be, come on out and meet her. 
She'd love to see you at the Mackay House in February. And so that was, again, February 29th to March 13th, 2016. And the Mackay House is located on Main Street in Unionville. Mm -hmm. Right beside Starbucks. Oh, right beside the Starbucks. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Can't get any better than that. That's right. (laughs) Unless it's a Timmy's. Exactly. (laughs) For all our Canadian folks. Yes. So I'd like to thank Leslie for being in the studio today. And I've really enjoyed talking to you. And thank you so much for having me, Margaret. It was a pleasure. It It was was fun. Yes. Yes. It's always fun. Absolutely. (laughs) So that's our show for today, and we'll see you later. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. Hope you'll come back and join us another time. Have a great day. Bye. To contact Magrit, email her at magrit.makai at gmail.com. That's M-A-I-G-H-R-E-A-D dot M-A-C-K-A-Y at gmail dot com.